What is going on, everybody? I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Welcome out to another episode of the Weekend Wrap-Up with the Game Time Guru. What a weekend it was in college football as we had championship weekend with all the conference championships and then the stunning and really exciting college football playoff announcement as well as the bowl game announcement yesterday. So that's going to be the main focus of this weekend wrap-up is college football. I know we've heard a ton about it, but I wanted to give my two cents on the matter. First, I want to start off with championship weekend, and we're going to start small. I want to talk about the Boise State, Fresno State, Mountain West Championship. And why I'm going to talk about that is because I'm from here, and a lot of the listeners are from here. So we 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 go to that game, right? And uh, it's the Mountain West Championship. Second week in a row, Boise State takes on Fresno. Second week in a row. Fresno beat us in Fresno the week before to end the season, and then we get to host the Mountain West Championship. There was some controversy behind that, but pretty much everybody knew that uh, based on computer numbers, Boise State was going to host it regardless. So we bring in about 24,000, roughly, you know, between 24,000 and 25,000 fans. And it was a pretty small crowd. In fact, I saw a statistic that it was the smallest crowd since 2003 when we played UNLV, I believe, or some small school like that. Um, there was somebody who posted that stat on Twitter. And I, I, I was kind of disappointed in the fan base. It was an earlier start game, but I totally get it. Um, at this point, I, I totally get it because a good friend of mine actually said it perfect where it used to be so exciting to go to these Boise State football games. Now it feels more like a chore and I couldn't agree more with that statement. It does feel like a chore. Um, and so we get there and there's only about 24,000 fans and not only that, but the 24,000 fans that were there were pretty much dead silent the entire game. There were bits and pieces of this game where people were pretty loud, but it was just like dead silent. A lot of that has to do with the mediocre football that was being played. People can call it a defensive battle. I call it, you know, undisciplined and an inability to execute is what I call it. Uh, Boise State is not the Boise State of old. We already knew that, but it's not exciting to watch football that is just bad bad football like it's just not fun to watch that but um, I did see a couple posts on Twitter after the game and Brett Rippon even the quarterback of Boise State University said that that was the loudest he'd heard the stadium Um, I respectfully disagree I said this on Twitter yesterday I respectfully disagree with that statement I think that was the worst crowd I have ever seen at Boise State or at least in the top two or three uh, worst crowds that I've ever seen at Boise State University, and I'm included in that. It wasn't an exciting football game until the last seven minutes of the game. It was not exciting. It was a really bad football game. I know what a defensive battle is. I know what that is. Defensive battles are fun to watch. That was a bad football game on both sides, and so it was kind of, kind of, kind of sad to see that um, and just see how far we've dropped off. But it was cool to see Boise State take the Mountain West Championship, which I feel they should do every single season if they truly want to be one of the top teams in the country. That said, moving on, they're going to be facing Oregon in the bowl game. I like the bowl game, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is I really like this bowl game because Oregon is is coming up now. They're, they're starting to figure themselves out. But the problem is, is if they don't have Justin Herbert playing quarterback who broke his collarbone earlier in the season – when they were starting to pick things up, they were playing really well. Herbert's really taking a step in the right direction. Um, then I, I don't see Oregon doing anything against us, but their defense is actually very similar to ours. The numbers are very similar. 
But when their offense is healthy with their quarterback and their running back, they're actually a pretty nasty team. And they, they showed that they were starting to get on the right track. Um, I don't think they're elite by any means, but I think it will be a lot closer than what probably some of the Bronco fans are thinking because uh, Oregon's a lot better than people think if they're healthy. So um, I'm excited for that Vegas Bowl. I don't think I'm going to be going down to it, but I am excited for the matchup. Um, and let's see. I mean, the Broncos finished top 25 in the poll. And so this would be a really big win for the program to help with the recruiting. So speaking of college football, you know, championship weekend, here's what happens, right? We all knew what needed to happen. First off, Fresno State needed to lose to, to hurt Alabama's resume. Like everyone that was an Alabama hater was like, okay, here's the things that need to happen. Well, pretty much everything needed to happen, including Fresno losing. So if you guys didn't know, Fresno gets put in, in the top 25 in the college football playoff last week somehow, even though in every other, every other poll, they were not even close. And uh, yeah, so they get put in the top 25. And everybody thinks it's a conspiracy that they got put in the top 25 because they wanted to help Alabama's resume by saying, yeah, well, Alabama beat a top 25 school. Well, Fresno loses and that takes them out of the top 25. So that was one small thing that happened. Another thing that happened was Oklahoma put a beat down on TCU. And what that did was actually help boost Ohio State's resume because, you know, one of their two losses came against the Big 12 champion. And so Oklahoma destroyed TCU. Like the second half of that game was pretty much just manhandled. They controlled the whole entire game, like the whole entire second half of the game. Then Auburn losing actually hurt Bama you know, on, on their resume, obviously, because the one loss they had, which they got beat, people say it was a hard fought battle. Yeah. But when, 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 when Alabama and Auburn played, they, they keep people keep saying that it was a hard fought battle. I'm like, dude, Auburn beat you. Like they beat Alabama. So like, I don't know what people are saying like that. Auburn beat Alabama. They should have probably beat them by three scores, not just two. Anyways. So Auburn losing hurt Alabama in the sense that it hurt their resume. Right. So Georgia jumps up, you know, and Auburn finishes with their three losses. And everyone was thinking, you know, Ohio State took it to Wisconsin and finally won. Like, it was a pretty tough game. You could see the end. It, it came down to, you know, a, a turnover at the very end of the game. But Wisconsin was driving. It was a grit, you know, a gritty game. You know, they, they had to grind it out. Ohio State wins the championship, though. After their up-and-down season, they end up winning the Big Ten, which – was a kind of a really rough year for the Big Ten. It was a really competitive season. So every single thing that needed to happen against Alabama did in regards to like wh who, you know, did what they were supposed to do to, to help the resumes and, and, and then hurt Alabama's. Funny thing is, obviously, the playoff committee saw it differently. You know, they saw that Alabama was more suited for the fourth seed than Ohio State. So the one loss Alabama over the two loss Ohio State. Here's what I've been saying all year, though. You know, Ohio State has the best offense in the country when when they're rolling. Like, they do. And I've said it 100 times, so you can quote me on it. Like, they do have the best offense in the country. I've seen a lot of different teams. They have a better offense than Clemson when they're rolling. But the thing with Ohio State is you never know what you're going to get. I bet about seven of the games this year, they started off and just started rolling. But there were, like, five games where it was a slow start. It was a slow start and you can't start slow and expect like the people to see that and, and they watch it and they, they have that eye test and they say well Ohio State starts slow what are we going to get well last year we saw what happened when they started slow against Clemson in the the you know semifinals of the playoff they got annihilated okay so the playoff committee knows that and honestly I will say just like Kirk Kirk Herbstreit said it 
with a good conscience. I can't say it with a good conscience say that Ohio State would have been a better fit than Alabama for this. I mean, did they earn it? I mean, there's arguments on both sides, but I can't say that they would have put up a better fight against Clemson than Alabama. And with that said, I think that Bama is probably the best fit if you're looking for the best teams to play each other, which sucks because Alabama did not have a tough season, or tough schedule this year. They had one of the weakest you know, schedules in the top 10 of any team, like, you know, the weakest strength of schedule and the weakest teams that they played. They played a Mercer team. They played a lot of these schools. But then again, as I was looking at it last night before I, I put these notes together, you know, Clemson, you know, they had, they had a bad loss. That was a weird night. And they also played the Citadel. So like Clemson played their small schools and, you know, Auburn played UL Monroe right before the, the Iron Bowl and had Auburn beat Georgia yesterday, they would have been in, you know, because they would have been an SEC champion. Like I see all these different things, uh, but every team has their, their like the weak teams they've played. So I see what the committee was saying. Like while Alabama played Mercer, so did these other schools that, you know, they played some small, small teams as well. So I think Alabama and uh, I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to say it right now, Alabama's a, a better team than Ohio State because they're more consistent and I heard that a hundred times yesterday as well consistency is huge and one of the analysts on TV said you know what you're getting with Alabama you don't know what you're getting with Ohio State I totally agree with that as a Buckeye fan I get it and I will say this I'm kind of glad we didn't hit put in there against Clemson because I know we couldn't roll with Clemson this year our secondary is too young we had to replace everybody that went to the NFL early last year. And so our front seven's amazing, but our secondary is garbage. So the problem is uh, Clemson would have just destroyed us again. I mean, we may have put up a touchdown or two. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be a goose egg like last year. But I think Bama will put up a fight, which is what I hate for Clemson. That's the problem is it's very unfortunate for Clemson, who gets the one seed, people. They're the best team in the country in the playoff committee's eyes. And then their first game is going to be, you know, the the rematch, rematch, like the three-time three, three time rematch of these last two national championships against a pissed-off Alabama team that's coming on, coming off a loss to Auburn and then coming off all this negative, you know, feedback from the fans, from college football fans all across the world saying they shouldn't have got in, shouldn't have got in, should have got in. So Alabama's pissed. And they're ready to roll. And they've played one less game. They're a little bit more rested. They're going to be well coached with, you know, obviously Nick Saban's going to come out there and have his team ready to roll. I feel bad for Clemson. I'm not saying Clemson can't win. I'm actually cheering them on because I can't stand Alabama. But it's going to be a difficult one. Like, that's that's by far the most difficult 1-4 matchup I've ever seen. Like, typically every year, and I know Ohio State beat Alabama the first season, but you know, they were playing with a third string quarterback. So you weren't expecting it to be like that competitive of a game. This one, you know, you're going to have a bloodbath. It's going to be crazy in that first round. And so I'm really excited to watch it. And I think that's what the playoff committee wanted. There's a lot of things that could be said, like, did they put Alabama in for money? Probably. Did they put them in because of their brand? Probably. But I do think it will be a bloodbath, a much better game than Ohio State would have been against Clemson. And I guess if we're looking at the top four teams in the country and we're being honest with ourselves, that's probably what you're going to see. And it, it, they probably got it right with the top four teams in the country as far as like who's playing what. That said, I do think that this is another year that um, they've made a case that we needed eight team playoff people, eight teams. Let's put eight teams in there. Um, the problem is, is you're always going to have teams that are left out. The BCS was no different. We always had teams left out every single season. 
uh, that we've had the college football playoff. We've had teams left out. Uh, we had TCU left out the first year when Ohio State jumped them. We had Ohio State the next year when Michigan State beat us um, and then ended up winning the Big Ten title. We knew Ohio State was a better team, but Michigan State goes in there and gets rolled. Last year, Penn State probably should have made it over Ohio State, but they tried to make up for the year before. And then this year, obviously, Ohio State, USC, and some of the other schools are, are left out again. But like it's, it's going to happen every single year. You're going to have teams out. Eight-team playoff is a little bit harder to argue that there's going to be teams left out because you have eight slots. If you don't make it in the eight slots, probably seven if they're going to let the group of five winner come in. If you don't make it into the top eight, then you shouldn't be talking at all. It gives you less room of an argument because then you really aren't you like really aren't a team that like deserves to be fighting for a national championship if you're not in the top eight schools. So anyways, I think it's cool that uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting to the point where we're going to have a larger playoff. There's a lot that goes into it. There's going to be a lot more than people think that goes into it because the more playoff, like you can use these New Year's Six Bowls like the the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Peach Bowl, all these, the Orange Bowl, all these New Year's Six Bowls to be like the first rounds and, and somebody gets a buy and this and this and this. Um, so it, you can do that. But if you ever expand past eight teams or even if you just keep it at eight teams, there's going to be some moving around. A lot of the other bowls that they already have that are st- still feeling you know irrelevant um, are going to be even more irrelevant if you don't get in the top eight schools because like, it's just all these little, these little bowls, they should – probably do away with them um, but there's a lot of money that's involved and such so uh, I was reading an article on it and how much money would be lost if we expanded to like a 16 team playoff uh, because there's a lot of you know sponsorships that have to be moved around and and if you get past that like if you get to that 16 mark then I guess you have the home teams for the first round are hosting their games and this and this and this plus it gives more games in a season which is more room for injury and this and this and this like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that the the um ncaa is looking into i hope they expand the playoffs so i'm looking forward to a couple games though guys i wanted to talk about this real quick to finish up even though ohio state didn't get in i think this cotton bowl is going to be phenomenal between Ohio State and USC. Uh, Herb Street said it best yesterday. He's like, well, with this college football playoff, a lot of people think of the New Year's Six Bowls as like these consolation bowls instead of like what they used to be. Like when, you know, before the college football playoff, you made these big bowl games. That was a big thing. Like the, this is basically the Rose Bowl. You got the you got the Pac-12 champion in USC. You've got the Big Ten champion in Ohio State. You know, both teams that have similar seasons, you know, up and down, inconsistent. That's going to be huge. So I'm excited for this Ohio State game. And honestly, I think it'll be a better game than it would have been Ohio State and Clemson. So it's going to be really good for both programs. It might be Sam Darnold's last game. Keep a, keep an eye on that. Um, who knows? But, man, it's going to be great. JT Barrett's going to finally go out. I'm one of the fans that, you know, I respect what he's done for the program. But it just doesn't seem like he's got the talent to take us to the next level we should have probably been putting in our our youth like Haskins in there a little bit more during the season to get him a little bit more primed up and ready um, because you can tell that JT just doesn't have the skill set that it takes to you know to throw the ball at least to pass at that at this level in college football but yes Ohio State and USC is going to be amazing obviously those the the football playoffs are going to be amazing you've got Alabama Clemson you've got Georgia and Oklahoma 
Those are two great games to start off the college football playoff. I can't wait for those. But here's some bowl games I want you guys to keep an eye on uh, because everyone's talking about you know the top four. I just brought up Ohio State, USC, but I want you guys to keep an eye on, on the Peach Bowl. UCF and Auburn. I legitimately believe UCF might have a shot in this one. You know, you got a three-loss Auburn team who just lost in the SEC championship, but this team that beat Alabama, and we know that they're actually really good. They're going to be playing a UCF team that just lost their coach, right? So, we're going to see this, though. See if UCF can finish the job after going undefeated this year. Um, they're a legit team. I want to see if UCF can truly match up with an SEC school. I hope they do. As much as I was rooting for Auburn this year because I liked their quarterback and I liked their system, I would be so happy if UCF pulled off the miracle upset and just beat them in the Peach Bowl because that's just another argument against the the, the SEC. Um and one other game that's really interesting to me, I think, is going to be Penn State and Washington in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, Penn State and Washington, uh, a nine team versus an eleven team, both had some, you know, some good parts of the season, and both had some downsides of the season. And I think this will be a really good, hard-fought matchup. And, you know, it's a man-on-man, boom-boom, uh, power football. It'll be exciting to watch. Uh, two traditional programs that have been around for quite some time um, going at it. I, I, I honestly can't wait to see that one. And obviously there's some, you know, bowl games for the smaller schools that you can probably keep an eye on. If you're following some of the smaller schools, it'll be great. Um, you know, Notre Dame and LSU, two big brand names uh, for two uh, overhyped programs, in my opinion. Um, but that'll be a good one. There'll be people watching it because of the brand behind each one of them. And then Stanford TCU, that'll be a great game. Like these are some fun matchups, guys. So like while everyone's getting lost in the whole who should have made it, Bama or Ohio State argument, there are some phenomenal bowl games coming up. And as college football fans, we should all be excited for that. There's there's no reason to be like to not be excited. As Kirk Herbstreit said, it shouldn't be considered a consolation game. These games are still big. They're big for the programs. It's one more time to see these guys play. And as long as these guys, you know bring all their seniors out or their their best players don't sit out like we've seen in recent years we'll see what happens but as long as they bring their teams their full their full teams these games are going to be bloodbaths and i love it um i love bowl season it, it used to come up on espn they used to play the the video little commercial it's the most wonderful time of the year and it would just be the whole song of the it's the most wonderful time of the year and they'd be playing highlights of college football because i knew like when i was in school i was on christmas break when i was in elementary school middle school and high school as on Christmas break and during that you know two weeks I was basically going to be watching football every single day because they had a game on every day I love this time of the year as college football fans we should love this time of the year and that's basically my two cents on what happened this weekend in college football I'm going to leave it there uh, next week we might talk a little bit more about you know some NBA what's going on with the Cavs Derek Rose stuff like that as stuff you know continues to transpire with with that whole situation but I just wanted to give you guys my two cents this week I hope everyone has a phenomenal week. Make sure you stay tuned for this week's episode of The Game Time Guru. I'm going to be speaking with the crew from the Offensively Challenged podcast. And so on Friday, that episode's going to launch. We're talking about Big Ten football. So it's kind of you know fun to listen to. I, I recorded this with them a couple weeks ago. And some of the stuff is funny to hear now. But uh, yeah, I recorded a few weeks ago. And it's, it's interesting. They're from Michigan. So they have a different perspective than I do because I'm here from Idaho. So I wanted to speak with them and get their opinions on Big Ten football. So you guys will enjoy that one. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast by going into iTunes and clicking subscribe. Just find the Game Time Guru with Shane Larson and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review if you can. That'd be awesome. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday.